Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with Steve Conroy, Des Roach and myself, Lindsay Heron. As we pour over another interesting weekend in the SPFL and we'll come to the Premiership matches in a moment, guys. A couple of contentious issues to deal with. But of course, the burning topic, the big issue this week, it's VAR Day on Friday. Finally, it's long awaited. We've talked about it long and weary. So now we'll we'll see what it looks like in battle. Looking forward to it. I know I've said it shouldn't be coming in halfway through a season, but looking forward to it. And we'll, we'll see what, I was going to say what unravels. That's, that's Freudian. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. I guess it's no surprise that, you know, that they've picked a, an experienced team of men to, to cover the first game because you, you know, they want to get it off to a, a decent start, Des. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Christmas Day for children and it's Christmas Day for referees. This is the thing that's been long awaited. As you rightly said, I would be dumbfounded if they didn't put a very experienced referee on the game and a very experienced referee in the VAR studio mm-hmm. because it's got it's now, it's now no longer a team of four on the pitch. It's a team of an assistant referee and a referee in a studio who are there critiquing and I'm not critiquing, giving you advice. So yeah, I think they would need to put a, a very strong and experienced team on that. Oh, indeed. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we've already had the build-up, Steve, and I was quite surprised, as as I'm sure you were, with the comments of Ian Maxwell, uh, saying that it would be horrendous for the first three months as as our officials get to grips with it all. I can't believe that that statement was signed off by Ian or or anybody. He's pretty much thrown uh, all our guys under the bus. Uh, He's he's telling the world that we're going to be what was his word? Horrendous. Mm, yeah. We're going to be crap for the next three months. <laughs> um, and talking about the, the training uh, not being completed and uh, the system not be, being ready, then don't use it. Don't use something that he knows or is anticipating is going to be, again, his word, horrendous. Mm. We've, we've talked about it. You know, We've got it. And we said last week, now that it's there, there's no point in keeping it in the box. Use it, but have it running in the background so that we can make our horrendous mistakes in the next three months and we get a chance to learn from it and iron it out <laughs> rather than doing it live on, on telly the first time somebody makes an arse of it. It's a shocking statement. No, I think it's, and I use the word, in, I think it's incredulous that the chief executive of the Scottish FA because mm. out and says, we've got a tool, we've got a technology to use but we don't trust you. That's basically what he's saying. We don't trust Mm -hmm. you to use it correctly. Get the training right. We've said it. If you've got the technology, use it absolutely, but make sure it's ready to go. Make sure it's all fired, all cylinders firing. Referees are happy with it. The video assistant referees are happy with it. Get it right because you're just going to look foolish. And for a chief executive of a company to come out and say that, I just find that baffling, Mm -hmm. absolutely baffling. And it's not even just came through the chief executive, it's came through the communications department Mm -hmm. and they've allowed that to be be sanctioned. Somebody signed off. Yeah. Shocking. The thing is, so this Hibson Johnson game, it's it's not actually live on on television, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Well, certainly not live on any of the normal channels and 
in the UK, I guess the, the club channels will be able to show that game so-called outside the, the UK and Ireland and that type of thing with the old geo-blocking. But that, it's just a shame because you want to watch the first one, don't you? Oh, absolutely. It, it would be compelling viewing and there's, there's nothing better or no better way of seeing, seeing if it's going to work or what we need to do than actually watching it. Maybe it's a, a out of jail for the guys that are doing it that it's not live on telly for the first game. But, but it, it doesn't make sense, but there we go. Well, I think it's just because of the fact they're going to start it this weekend and this Hib St. Johnson game just so happens to be on a Friday. It was on the Friday. And it's it's purely, you know, commercial reasons. I think Hibs believe they might get a crowd, Steve, so that's why they're doing it on the Friday. They may, they may not. Yep, and there might be more now. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh-huh. Roll up, roll up to the Varshall. Can imagine the the huddle round the monitor the first time that uh, that gets used. There'll be some choice words uh, uh, you'll hear on the radio. <laughs> exactly. Well, of course it would be live. It will be live on the radio, but mm-hmm. you don't see too many decisions on the radio, so that doesn't make much sense either. So it looks like the focus would then fall in Heart Celtic live on the Saturday lunchtime. So that's going to be the juicy one to, to, to take in, isn't it? I know for a fact I'll be watching it. Um, <laughs> oh, and you, you, you shudder. I really, really hope, fingers crossed, that it, uh, that it all goes well. Uh, it would be awful for something big to happen on a, a, a game. That that size. You can imagine though, I mean, just looking at the, the weekend days in England in particular, the big, big decision in the Liverpool-Man City game, uh, Anthony Taylor forced or asked to go and, you know, check check a, a screen monitor uh, with the VAR officials telling him that there was perhaps two actual fouls in the build-up to that goal rather than just the one, but it took so long and, uh, you know, it, it took so far back in the play. That's the that's the difficulty of it. Now, we've seen it obviously a couple of weeks ago in the Juventus game in, in Europe and how long it took for the VAR information to come through. Hmm. Looking at the Liverpool game yesterday, yeah, it was a, it was a foul. Haaland had a, a clear hold uh, of Fabinho, so um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. But it has to be quick, decisive, and actionable. The longer it goes on, I think there's more jubility that would creep in. Oh, indeed, but I'm I'm not in green entirely. It it was a it was a foul. Mm. Listen, there's no question it was a foul. But how far back do you? Do you take the the, the foul incident? Mm-hmm. The, uh, no question, it was a foul. But how many passages of play did we have between <laughs> that and the, the goal? And how long, unless something's happened, maybe you know this, advantage is still two or three seconds. Or did that's we not what talk it was in our day. Did we not talk about it a good few years ago when we were getting coached and they talk about phases of play and that phase has played out and what it leads on to? So for me... Like you, that two or three seconds, does that phase of play then lead to the attacking opportunity for the goal? If it happens so far back, then no, take it out because the defending team have still got the opportunity to redeem themselves and get the ball up the other end of the park and they can create a, a goal scoring opportunity. Mm. Again, I'll go back to my own. It's not the it's not the technology, it's the interpretation and the application of it. And you've got to have that feel for the game to see well. Is this impacting on the game? Um, yeah, I agree. But in, in that instance, again, no question, it was a foul. But in my opinion, it was far too long ago. I don't know it was, it's only seconds, but far too long ago for it to be called. By extension, if, if you're given that and caught, uh, using that uh, to disallow a goal in VAR, what if the goalie kicks it out to the right back? To begin with, do I know, you know, I, I, yeah, where exactly. do you stop? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's not exact two or three seconds, but you give it a few seconds and if it goes beyond that, you play on. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, word has it that VAR would have also given a foul for Haaland's challenge on Alisson. 
before he grabbed Fabinho. So that would have taken it even further back in, in the whole passage of play. So like you say, Steve, it's, it's quite a difficult one for them. And you just hope our guys don't have to get lumped with one oh, of them this I, weekend. Oh, I know. Yeah, touch wood. But I, I think in that kind of instance, they're, they're over-egging, over-egging the use. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's technology. It showed a foul, but it showed a foul that, in my opinion, was years ago compared to the goal. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Or we are going down the, the rugby route where you just play advantage and play advantage and play advantage. Mm-hmm. Although I suppose ultimately, Des, the, the, the right decision was reached in the sense that the Man City goal was disallowed and Liverpool go on and win the game. So it's just a massive swing in, in the in the situation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Liverpool went on and won the game. You could see Guardiola going crazy mm-hmm. on, yeah. on, on the sideline. But Steve quite rarely says, there's got to be a, a line drawn in the sand of how far do you go back? Now, for me, I'm personally, I'm quite happy if it's in the final third, you play the advantage for that two or three seconds for the attacking team. If it's a clear and obvious foul against the defending team, you give it. And also Anthony Taylor never picked it up and it was referred to him and he went and looked at it. He got the right decision, but it's the circumstances around how he got to that right decision that's probably not sitting easy with yourself and I. It, it's not sitting easy with me and I'm, I'm maybe at variance with you slightly. It, it showed that there was a foul, mm. but I'm not. I, I don't think that it should have disallowed the goal because mm-hmm. it's too far back. Because it's too far. It's too far back. Mm-hmm. Perfectly happy to say that that's that's decisions and people far more important than Des uh, have, have decided <laughs> that that uh, was was relevant. But in my humble opinion, that mm-hmm. was too long ago. Caught the foul, yep, but it was too long ago. Mm-hmm. One of the points that Guardiola was making, um, which we can maybe translate into our games at the weekend was that Anthony Taylor had kind of apparently said to the two managers before the game, you know, I want to try and get the game flow here. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play on as, as often as I possibly can. And I think that was the case perhaps uh, up at Petaudry in the, <laughs> some of the meaty challenges in, involved in that one, Steve, you know, where the referee decided to, Don decided to let the game flow a bit more, didn't he? Well, absolutely. He set his, he set his bar high. Uh, I think uh, adventurously high, <laughs> um, but it worked for him. Um, and one one thing that we're always being criticised for is that we're uh, inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Don was perfectly consistent yes. right the way through that game. He set his bar high and he didn't move the bar. Um, I think it worked for him. Uh, it made for a uh, a really good game. And although the, the kind of flash, slight flash point at the end, mm-hmm. everybody just got on and knew what he was doing and just accepted it and got on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Lindsay said it to me last week I like a I like a physicality about football and mm. I, I do if you look at the caution count in the game it was three cautions for Aberdeen three cautions for Hearts mm-hmm. which seems obviously quite adequate but no if, if if a player genuinely goes for the ball then fine there was a couple of meaty ones in there mm-hmm. but he's made the call but there are no headlines managers aren't calling mm-hmm. for Don so he's managed the game he set his acceptable level Steve said yes he set it higher but it's acceptable and the players have Got on, mate. Maybe, yep. it's, maybe it's because it's Jim Goodwin and Robbie Nielsen in charge of the teams and they used to kick everything above the grass. So that's my, <laughs> one of the reasons. Well, I, uh, not always, but I, I mentioned I did uh, the Renfrewshire Cup final one year. I think it's pre-season, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, but Renfrewshire Cup, and I had to have a word with, with Jim in the passing and saying, if this is if this is a competitive game, I'm sending you off for that attempted <laughs> elbow in the face. <laughs> Um, so uh, he liked his football meaty as well. Absolutely. Jaden Richardson going in on Alec Cochran early on to cop a yellow. That was quite a t- tasty one, wasn't it? And then not long after, uh, he had a bit of a challenge and Andy Halliday ended up hobbling off with what looked like an Achilles injury, but he didn't get any action against him for that one. I've got down 
Richardson yellow correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was quite happy with that. I think the 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 foul on Andrew was it was on much in it. They went up for a header. He's came down. He's obviously injured himself, but I I wouldn't be looking for a second yellow card for that. If you're going to give someone a second yellow card, it has to be absolutely obvious. And but unfortunately, Andrew's got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah. I wouldn't be looking for a second yellow. Well, injuries are part of the game, unfortunately. Um, but I I do think I I've written down that it's in both. What's the phrase we've used? The high tariff yellow. Yes. I think <laughs> the first one was a high tariff yellow. Could have been a red, but the the second one after it. As I've said, Don set his bar and set his standard, so assumed that that wasn't a caution and mm-hmm. it's worked for him. Different referees in that position would have called it differently, mm-hmm. but I'm not disagreeing with Don at all. He set his stall out and he stuck to it, so fair play to him. But the one at the end was a bit a bit reckless, I felt. George Grant going in on Connor Barron, no attempt to play the ball, it looked to me. Um, Liam Scales reacted running out of the box to confront the Hearts man. Mm-hmm. Both of them were yellow, yellow carded for that uh, incident. Yep. Again, other people could have called that red. I, I might have been of the red persuasion on, on that occasion. Yep. But again, he was perfectly consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, decided what was and wasn't significant uh, tackles worthy of, of cautioning. Stuck to it the whole way through, so I'm perfectly happy to agree with him on that one. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that, and I, I don't think you can avoid the scales challenge. Uh, sorry, the scales yellow card because he's ran yeah. such uh-huh. a distance to get to you that mm-hmm. everybody in the stadium knows that he's dissenting against your decision. So that's an obvious bit. The Grant one, yeah, he's he's pushed it, but as Steve rightly says, Don's set his limit. He's let everybody know he's managed the situation, and he's got on it couple of things in the Motherwell Rangers game which have been doing the rounds on socials David Dickinson in charge of that one of course and they both happened fairly towards the end of the game um, the one was a through ball from Rangers seemed to catch uh, Bevis Mugabe on the on the left forearm and that stopped Alfredo Morelos running through on goal um, some people calling that an automatic red because it's denying a goal scoring opportunity but um, I don't know if too many people saw it it, it wasn't highlighted certainly on um, on BBC television. Mm. Uh, I know obviously we've spoken about it prior. Mm. I've not seen it. It was on Sky. But the fact that it hasn't been highlighted on yeah, terrestrial television to me sees that it's not an issue. Um, I wouldn't have thought so. Can't give a decent opinion on it. I'm, I'm the same. I didn't see it. Again, uh, you're you're stuck with, with watching it on sports scene. They didn't see fit to, to show it, although they didn't see fit to show a couple of things. Um, so I, I can't say one way or the other. I know... Uh, I've seen a still of it, and the still looks pretty damning. But um, I, yeah, I couldn't give you a, uh, couldn't give you a, uh, a, a proper opinion on that one just because I didn't see it. I guess that's one that probably could be picked up by VAR though, because you know they would have be able to see that in, in their live feed. Uh, well, it, yeah, probably any handball in in the box um, would would go to VAR because we'll talk about it later. Yeah. One at Ross County that that wasn't given, but again, that probably the VAR guys would probably have a look at that. Yeah, so yeah. yes, it, it certainly would go to uh, it would go to VAR. Mm-hmm. And the other one, the Motherwell manager not happy at all with a with Leon King's challenge on uh, Stuart McKinstry, the Motherwell goal scorer. Uh, three minutes to go and, you know, Mother will maybe trying to get a wee leveller out of the game and uh, it was one of these take one for the team tackles we've talked about the last few weeks. But it was the thing, it was the force of the challenge that uh, was more um, upsetting the Mother will manager. Again, you, you, from his point of view, yeah, obviously he's going to be uh, he's going to be saying that, but I didn't think that there was anything, certainly not screaming at anything to, to be sent off or anything. No. But as it's the same tackles we've uh, discussed in, in many occasions. Yeah. It's not um, do we think that there should be a sending off sanction specifically for that? Yeah. Different discussion. Yeah. Uh, but for what happened, no, I'm no. comfortable it wasn't anything beyond that. No, it wasn't 
wasn't excessive. I think that's the word that you use, excessive force or brutality, uh, which there wasn't. It's very difficult to tell a player how hard you can challenge for the ball or how soft you can challenge for the ball. <laughs> it's it's a, a physical game. You're allowed to go for it. But um, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't expect anything from that. I'm quite yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. You, you, you touched on Ross County. We'll maybe talk about that one. Did that catch your eye, Des, the, the handball incident up there? Yeah, it did. It caught my eye. Uh, and I think Craig Napier caught it absolutely correctly. Um, yes, the ball hit his hand. But look at the proximity and the... The, the pace of the ball coming at him, what can you reasonably expect the player to do? The player can't get out the road of that. That's that's coming to him. So no, absolutely fine with that. No problem. Yep, spot on. And it was fairly quiet elsewhere around the grounds days, wasn't there? There weren't too many other um, incidents of note. No, as I say, looking through my notes, I've really got nothing to to say. But that doesn't mean that referees have had an easy day. Mm-hmm. No, referees have made the game easy enough to, to manage because of their skills mm-hmm. so you've got to give them the praise for it but very very easy as a nation and us as I don't know I'm not going to call us a pundit but to criticise referees mm-hmm. no give them give them respect and give them the the plaudits that they deserve I don't think any of the referees come out of the weekend uh, with a tarnished reputation I thought they'd all done very very well the one thing I just wanted to bring up with you with all was the, the, the game at Celtic Park on Saturday Hibs annihilated 6-1, three minutes added on. Um, Alexandro Bernabe goes into the box. Dimitri Mitchell just falls over and Stephen McLean gives a free kick uh, as Bernabe touches it back to Kyogo, who's probably going to score, but just kicks it past the post because the whistle's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably would have scored. Um, I, I saw some things and some pretty shocking comments uh, on uh, social media about uh, how amateur our refs are for, for things like that. The simple truth is that Stephen miss, miscalled a foul. That was it. That's the significance of it. And yeah, it's 6-1, so that goal makes it 7-1. There's, there's no significance to it at all, other than the fact that we disagree with Stephen's foul call. That's it. Yeah, half, half the stadium were already gone. <laughs> so I, I know. It's, it's away. If it was one each, and he makes that call, okay, you're not saying making a mistake is um, I don't know. It's not acceptable it's not to acceptable. make mistakes. Yes. Uh-huh. It's a mistake, mm-hmm. right? But it is no bearing on the game. And I can guarantee you, Ange Postacoglu will not make one comment about Nobody that. Nobody will be talking about Nobody that. Nobody will no. be talking about it. And Lee Johnson won't be making a comment about it. No, I don't think he did. Unless, the, the unless, Celtic, as, unless Celtic miss out on the title with a goal. Well, I was just saying, <laughs> that, that, that's my bet. They'll, they'll replay this ad infinitum. <laughs> yes. But uh, actually, bring, and I know, I know I pretty much know the answer, but um, we've had a few calls and a few texts to say, you know, do referees ease off on a team that's getting a hammering? No. With a slight <laughs> caveat, I did once in a boys game. It was a cup competition. So you're either through to the next round or you're not. Somebody was already getting pumped 9-0 <laughs> and the ball went over the goalie to go for 10 and uh, uh, full time arrived just before the ball went in. Other than that, no, it never ever happens. Uh, you, you call it as you see it. No rubbish. Matter Revelations. My <laughs> goodness. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, there isn't a, a wee sort of, a, sort of soft spot for a team that's getting pummeled and you maybe, well, well, we'll give a wee free kick there so that they don't score again. No, you get, you, you be professional, <laughs> but you be professional with a human head. Yeah. Call it as you see it. Oh, well. Yeah. Unless it's a boys team getting beaten 9-0. <laughs> well, you're, you've been very praiseworthy of the refs. Um, let's hope that you're, we're equally praiseworthy next weekend after VAR. So who's your ref of the weekend, fellas? We've not discussed that actually today. No, I, I, I don't. No, I think 
I know we, we copped out one, one week and said it was uh, everybody. I think everybody did well. As you said, nobody came out with a reputation tarnished. But as a slight difference, a slight change, I'm going to give it to the team of the week. And that was at Celtic Hibs because there was lots of tight, really good offside calls as well. Um, so I'm giving it to the Celtic Hibs team. Ah, right. Okay. Just so everybody working well yep, together. Uh, yep. A really good team. Well worked. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's very much a team game. And it's even more so coming of next week. It's a team game extended when you've got these guys in the studio who are going to be giving you their advice yep. and their information. So, uh, yeah, I'm quite happy to go with Steve. I, I personally, I thought Craig Napier, I thought when he's made a tight call up at Ross County with a handball, both teams where they are in the league, trying to get points, trying to get momentum. But no, as Steve said, it's a refereeing's not an individual sport. Refereeing's a, a team game. So, no, I'm happy to happy to support that. Absolutely. Well, don't miss next week's episode when we go over all the big VAR incidents for the first time in the Scottish Premiership. See you next time. Hold up. 